0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Delighted to be back with you again today. And today we're going to take a look at being our own banker because all of the other bankers suck. So Drew White is a former pediatric oncology nurse turned modern wealth consultant for real estate investors, business owners, and athletes. He teaches people the infinite banking concept and strongly believes everyone should become their own banker because all of the other bankers suck. Drew wants to bring banking back to the you and me level. Graduating nursing school with a debt of 150000 plus in student loan debt led Drew down a path to entrepreneurship, real estate investing, Bitcom, and infinite banking. And uh, Drew is one of the millions of brilliant uh, young people in the United States who are being punished because of their brilliance. United States is the only country in the world that does that that puts our brightest and best enslaved debt dream. so welcome to the show, Drew, and share with us a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be who you are today.
1: Thank you for having me on, Alan. I'm excited to be here. so the story I'd share was you know started in that bio. I didn't really know what I was doing I thought I'm gonna become a pediatric nurse. And so I become a nurse, and my dad tried to warn me. This seems like a lot of debt for someone who's not going to make that much per year. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Hospitals will pay it off, right? And no big deal. And so I graduate, and I remember, you know, he didn't he didn't have he was a pastor. He didn't have a background in money, but he knew a little bit about Dave Ramsey. So he sits me down and helps me figure out a budget and shows me, like, all right, you're going to be making about 35 to 40,000 a year to start and we kind of slowly realized like about half my income is going to paying down this debt. That's you know, at this point that I kind of realized, what did I just do to myself? We won't go too in depth on why an 18 or 19 year old was allowed to make such a terrible decision for his life, but you know, <laughs> I did it. And so I went to Dave Ramsey, you know, he's got the Gazelle Pay off your debt very intensely way. I'm not as big of a Dave guy now, but I share that because if I hadn't found that and started reading everything I could and hadn't had that debt, it wouldn't have led to where I was, where I am today and what I do now and teaching, you know, modern wealth, um, concepts and infinite banking. But it really led me down that path. And when, and the Dave way, you know, when I got to zero, which I did it pretty quick and why I'm not a huge fan of him as as much anymore is I didn't really know anything about building wealth. I was like, now what Mm -hmm. I'm at zero. All I know is, is scarcity and, you know, eating ramen and all the things that Dave teaches and, and you know, even extreme coupon at one point, you know, so I didn't really know about wealth. And so that was a whole nother journey, but that really, that debt kickstarted, it was, you know, about a 10 year journey for me. And I'm no longer, mm-hmm. I gave up my nursing license just over a year ago and I had a great time doing it, but it just wasn't for me long-term. And so that debt is really where it all started for me.
0: Well, you're certainly not the only one who found themselves in that situation.
1: Yeah. It isn't really
0: naivety. It isn't stupidity. It is just the way the system is set up here in the United States. And we need to do something about that. And that is one reason why the United States used to to lead the world intellectually and uh, in so many different ways. And if you look back at the Nobel Prizes, it was the United States that dominated that field year after year after year after year. That has been shifting in the last uh, several years. And the Nobel Peace Prize, I mean, not just the Peace Prizes, but the Nobel Prizes are going to people in other nations these days because other nations support their educational systems much better than the United States does. But tell us about the banking system, how it works and why banks aren't a safe place to store our money.
1: Yeah. So this is, you know, I would say opposite of what we're traditionally taught about money. You know, we're all, we just, you just kind of grow up saying, I'll put money in a bank, right? And that's what you do. And you see the advertisements from a very young age, get a credit card, you know, you need to get a credit card when you're 16 cuz you got to build up that credit. And so, well, I think what a lot of people don't know and is how fractional reserve banking works and how when you put your money in a bank, they go out and they're allowed to legally loan it out 7 to 10 times, you know? And so they take your money, they give you peanuts on the dollar and then they go make a ton with your money, you know? And I just tell, I have this example with someone today who was talking about them making 5.2% while they're giving you 0.2. And honestly, 0.2 is generous. And so most people look at that and they say, they, they made 5% more than me, big whoop. But really, all they did was, you know, give you 20 bucks. That was their expense. And say on $10,000, they went and gave you 20 bucks and they went out and made 520 with it. Well, if that, so their expense was 20. Their income's 520. That's not 5%. You can do the math: 520 divided by 20. They made 2600% off you. So why I'm a big fan of infinite banking is banking is the best business in the world. So we look to copy it by creating our own bank and using. It's a pretty unique vehicle, and that we use specifically designed whole life insurance from a mutual insurance company. So it's not your traditional whole life insurance product. You know, it's focused on cash value. And the benefits that you get from putting your money in that contract, which we can get into, but it's, you know, you get tax-free guaranteed growth. You can use that money and you can use it to go buy cash flowing assets. And the compounding in that, in that insurance policy, in your premiums and your cash value can never be interrupted either. So you can, you know, go put it to work and put it somewhere where it's safe and always going to grow tax-free, and you get the benefits instead of, you know, the bank getting the benefits of you storing your money there.
0: Drew sounds wonderful. Just give us a little bit more detail on how it actually works.
1: Yeah, so I tell people uh, we do the opposite of what like a traditional whole life insurance agent would do. So traditional whole life, uh, they're going to sit down, and ask you how much death benefit do you want from this, you know, contract. So we're we're the opposite. We're looking to use this cash value to store it like a bank. So we're going to say how much cash do you want to put into this system, and you know, year over year. And then we're going to, you know, kind of fund it a little extra early on. And I don't want to get too in-depth and and lose people on that. And then what you're going to do is you're actually going to take loans against your cash value. And you're going to, you know, so the way that, you know, we specifically coach it, is we say, go use that to buy cash flowing assets, go invest in real estate, go invest in businesses, buy businesses, et cetera. The reason, I mean, we can get into it, but just recently inflation, 9.1%. So you have to keep your money in motion. You don't want it stagnant, just sitting in this contract. And then the other reason is you're, you can never interrupt the compounding going on in your cash value. Because when you take that loan that I mentioned to go buy real estate or Businesses, you're actually using the insurance company's money, so there's a lien on your cash value. So it continues growing at this, you know, tax-free, guaranteed rate. But you're also going to put it to work outside your policy, and it's going to grow outside there. So some people also refer to this as an and asset, um, because it's growing in two places at the same time. So you'd want to so so you know the broad system is setting up this whole life contract, getting coached on how to set it up properly, and then even you can do some other really more in-depth things like creating legal loans and things like that between yourself and your LLC. And so we purchase this whole life contract,
0: then we can immediately turn around and lend to ourselves a portion of that contractual amount. And while that money is out being utilized on another asset, it is still earning the same dividends. That's what they call them, right? It's dividends. It's not interest. Is
1: that correct? interest plus dividends. Yep. So like right now, every company is a little bit different, but around 3.75% interest, and you're going to get dividends on top of that.
0: Okay. And that interest and those dividends are being paid at the rate of the policy, not just what's left in there after you borrowed. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. So whatever premiums that you've paid, you're getting, you know, that interest and dividends on that amount that you had in there, not what's left over after you take a loan out, okay. so you know it's not like um you know, say, a self-directed IRA. when you take money out for real estate, you've lost any compounding interest. you You keep that compounding at all times going. And as you pay that loan back, it releases that lien dollar for dollar. And so then we say, just rinse and repeat, go do the same thing. Keep buying more cash flowing assets. keep the money in motion.
0: so you just briefly mentioned, Drew, how you could use this in conjunction with real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, investing. Just give us a concrete example of how utilizing your policy in terms and in in conjunction with your real estate.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of, that's one of the things I love about the system. It's very unique. You can do so many different things. So, I mean, actually the most recent thing I actually did was I did a hard money loan to um, an investor who's doing land investing. And so, you know, he needed about 20,000. And so we worked out the the terms and, uh, you know, agreements of the deal. And I took a loan from my policy, loaned it to him, and he's gonna pay me back over time, you know, about like 15% interest. And so um, you know, I'm making money there, but I'm also making money in the policy. But we also have people who, even though I know interest rates have risen recently, they're still historically low and cheap. So we do have some people who they use the money in their system for a down payment on a on a multifamily deal or something. So maybe they put a hundred thousand down from their system and then they pay that back with other people's money. You know, so and then um, all the way to we have uh, someone who does some pretty unique stuff where he has money set aside in escrow and he puts that in here and then he actually lends that money out to flippers and so then does a hard money loan. So there's a lot of unique things that you can do with it. And there's some people who they just want to buy the whole property with that, that money in there instead of use bank money. And then the other question I do get a lot that I'll add to this is, you know, how quickly can you get the money? And so you, you can get it in one to three business days if you need it quickly. If you don't need it quickly, you can say, I'll ACH transfer seven to 10 days or something. And I've had loans that I've requested in the morning and gotten in the evening. Um, so once you, you know, your premium check has cleared into your account, you can have access to that very quickly.
0: Well, you started out uh, flipping mobile homes and you switched from flipping mobile homes to actually investing in mobile home parks. Take us down that journey.
1: Yeah, so I was still had kind of a, a debt scarcity mindset. And so I I heard everybody said you need to get into real estate to build wealth. You know, that's what all the wealthy people have done. I didn't understand debt and leverage yet. And so I was, you know, well, how can I get in real estate cheap? <laughs> and so I was researching all of this stuff and came across this guy named John Fedro and uh, who's a wonderful person. And he was teaching people how to buy mobile homes for very cheap and then provide notes on them. And so I still have a few notes out there. You know, I kind of got away from that because I felt like I was building this business after a couple of years, but it wasn't so passive. It was very active. And even there wasn't a ton of tax benefits on these notes. And, you know, I mentioned inflation earlier. Well, a few of those notes, people are paying me anywhere from three to 500. Well, that same three to 500 from two and a half years ago, they're getting a nice deal. I can't raise their rates or, or anything. And I'm I'm losing on that one long term. So uh, that was kind of when I realized I met some guys that were investing in parks and and so you know we're actually you know working on me passively investing with them at the moment. So um, I have not finished our our current you know deal, but we're working on it. And so uh, but that's kind of I met these guys and they helped me see you're thinking you're kind of thinking too small still. You're thinking uh, you know you got to go this solo when really real estate's a team game and a team sport. So why not You know, partner up? And then I know quite a few parks in the area. So we've been working on sending letters and things like that, and me interacting with the, a few people that I know about buying them. So, Well,
0: interesting uh, trajectory there. Drew, share with us how it is that we can get in touch with you and take advantage of what it is you have to offer.
1: Yeah. So the easiest way is I have a website. So it's ibcdrew.com, which stands for Infinite Banking Concept Drew. Uh, IBCdrew.com. They can book a call with me in the top right hand corner. And I also have a sign up for um, a free course to learn more if people would like. And that information is also in our show notes.
0: Drew, take us on your journey uh, from nursing to modern wealth consultant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some people, it's funny to think it just happens overnight. You know, all of a sudden, here you are. For me, it really was exactly what you said—a journey. I tried a lot of things, and I kind of have taken this mantra of being a little playful with life. I think sometimes we take ourselves too seriously, and so I was willing to to try different stuff because I knew, for me personally, pretty quickly, unfortunately, after I became a nurse, I realized it wasn't it wasn't for me long term. Um, I loved working in pediatrics and I met some amazing people, but. I I wasn't even married yet. And I already was like, oh my gosh, I'm working weekends and holidays the rest of my life. And I wasn't really cut out for nine to five, to be honest with you. I like to golf and have some time freedom. And so I knew I don't want to go work in a clinic. And you make even less money in a clinic, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. when I, that's kind of when I really was like, I can't do this forever. I've got to find a way out. So I, I tried many things. You know, I did some day trading here and there. And I, you know, I did the mobile home thing. Uh, And but along the way, I was just always open to learning and reading about money. And I really, as I paid off that debt, just kind of really realized I like learning about money. I like learning how different people make money. And I was very curious. And so just kept reading and slowly, slowly found my way while I was doing the mobile home thing to a book called Becoming Your Own Banker. And Becoming Your Own Banker is all about this infinite banking concept that I teach And, you know, I remember reading it and I was only halfway and probably didn't get the concept yet. And I said to my wife, I I closed it and I said, I want to do this with our money, but I also want to teach people. And, uh, and that always tied back into when I was a nurse, nurses would always ask me for help because they saw that I had gotten out of debt and they would ask me to help with budgeting and, uh, looking at their 401ks and things. And I knew I kind of liked helping people with money, but I never want, I didn't want to be a financial advisor. So, found My way to that, I started it for us and, and we practiced it. And then it was like, okay, I want to teach people this. So that's that was kind of my long, winding uh, journey to where I'm at uh, today with teaching people this.
0: Well, let's talk just a little bit more about uh, these whole life policies. They're great and wonderful. I have them myself, and I'm not putting a downer on this, but there is one thing that people always ask about this why should I invest in this particular vehicle? When it takes about five years to actually break even with your initial investment there due to the, the initial upfront fees and the fact that you can only borrow up to, I don't know, what is it? 85, 90% of what your initial premium is. So it takes about five years to actually break even on that. So why would anybody want to do that?
1: Yeah. Good question. So for me there's a lot of answers to that. For one, I think when you talk about the breaking even, you know, that's the that's the money going into the contract and it's the baseline if you did nothing with it. You know, if you did what we talk about with the the banking and cash flowing. What you can actually see is that, you know, we can show how people that we work with don't even end up paying their own premiums cuz other people's money is paying it after 4 or 5 years. I think it requires which is kind of a not common in today's society, a shift to long term thinking because people look at that and say, "Oh wow, there's cash drag in year one that I have to overcome, and oh, why would I do this when I could 10x my money elsewhere, but if you actually look at it long term, you see you know like I just showed someone yesterday they wanted to do a hundred thousand In year ten they put in a hundred thousand dollars and they can they immediately have one hundred and forty thousand dollars locked in guaranteed that they can now go deploy so you know people kind of look at that oh, 3.75% tax-free guaranteed plus dividends is nothing. But that's the you know power of uninterrupted compounding interest that you can now... You, that's 40%, right? Mm-hmm. And that can, that gets better year over year, and it's all tax-free. And so you know, a lot of people doing retirement plans, qualified plans, try to ask somebody what rate you're going to get taxed at in the future on those. And now Roths, yeah, you're not going to get taxed, but we don't know. We don't know what rate we're getting taxed at, and we get penalized for using it. So for me... I get use and control of that money now, and i I trust myself more than I honestly trust the government in twenty years to tell me what our tax rate's going to be at. so I'd rather have use and control of that money now and build retirement income with it uh, that's going to be in a tax shelter long term, and that's always going to grow as I'm putting it to use so yeah there are you know i would I would agree with you there's a downside of that, but I think if you can shift to long term thinking, you can see that you know actually this benefits me and my family longer, and then we didn't even talk about. There's a legacy return of, you know, have a death benefit that you're going to take care of your family when you pass someday. And you got to use all that money while you were alive. And then there's cool things people can do too, where they can take them out on their kids and grandkids and pass them down. So
0: Well, and there's, there's one other advantage to that because actually the minute that you put your premium down and you uh, opened that life insurance contract, your death benefit exceeds your premium. I don't know what is it by five, 6% yeah. or so. So if you, uh, if you immediately die you you'll get every penny of that back. Plus, I think it's five, six percent or so above and beyond that. So there's that advantage, the possibility of advantaging Mm -hmm. your heirs in that regard. Yeah. So you've talked here about the aspects of this. And and one of the, the big things about this is you've already mentioned that you can utilize this money now where if if it's in an IRA, a 401k or any of those kinds of retirement vehicles, You don't have access to that until essentially you're at the youngest age, uh, 55. And you can possibly borrow against those, but that's actually just going out and getting the loan that you're going to be paying interest on. and, And there's all kinds of dilemmas in conjunction with that. Because if you do take your money out, You can use it, what is it, for three months or so, and then you have to put it back in there, or there's massive penalties. I don't remember exactly what they are. But with your whole life policies, you have that going and growing at the same time that you can use a significant portion of that to develop wealth in other ways and means. So Drew, what are the the three biggest tips uh, for someone wanting to get started with the modern wealth building strategy that we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. So you want to be looking for a mutual insurance company because a lot of these things that we talked about, you know, being able to take a loan, those are rights that and, and participate in dividends. Those are rights that you get as a shareholder. So you want to be you want to be a mutual insurance company. Me personally, it was really important, and I, I say this to others, to find someone that actually practices this on their own and does it. I don't really want to learn from someone who doesn't even utilize it or do it. So that was big for me. And you can, there's, you know, obviously I do that and help people with that, but I would, I would make sure that, you know, it's someone that practices and there's even a practitioner site, the Nelson Nash Institute If people were like, Hey, didn't really care for that true guy today, but you know, want to find somebody Uh, you can find someone in your area that way. And then I would say also be open-minded. That'd be the other thing. No, don't just say this is whole life. I've heard whole life is a terrible investment, not open to it. And personally, I don't look at it as an investment. What I'm going to do with my banking system, my whole life policy, that's investing. What I'm going to do with it. But putting it in there is you know, a tax shelter in a way. So I would say be open-minded because if you're not, then you're just wasting your time. <laughs> uh, you know, So be open-minded to a different way to to look at money a little bit.
0: Well, great suggestion. Open-mindedness is always a, a good thing. And it's a a challenging thing for humans. Amazingly, challenging. Yes. <laughs> we do like our own opinions and our own ways of doing and thinking things. But I have discovered in life, it doesn't get you too very far. So open-mindedness is great. Enlightened investors, thanks so much for being with us again today. And I look forward to being with you in our next episode. Drew, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you so much, Alan. I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital